what's going on guys if you're listening to this the third collection for here now dropped and uh, I've been sitting on it for quite a while so this time around we've got a few uh, pieces that are along the same lines um, where we've just got here now branding on the front we've now got here now branding on the back for most of them we've got a risk everything tee we've got enamel pins those took a while to come in but I got them and the piece that I'm most excited about is the custom reflective shirt I'm actually making these by hand um, I ordered all the individual pieces um, from different sources I've got them now and uh, we've got hem tags hang tags poly bags clear bags uh, reflective front and reflective back on a very premium boxy cut Hanes tee feels great love it it's honestly one of my favorite shirts and I have based well I made them so I have every color and every option and uh, it's the best I you know I probably wear uh, one or the other maybe three or four times a week um, extremely durable extremely comfortable I can work out in them I can run in them I can hang out in them come on come on um, anyways so on the podcast uh, we're changing it up a little bit here we're going to be starting every episode with a preface in order to kind of break down the content have these one-on-one talks on you know the uh, progress with the brand any new updates any new uh, news um, and kind of give me an opportunity to introduce the guests just so that I can kind of get that out of the way either before or after them um, yeah it'll be a lot easier and I think it's a lot more professional this way anyways so this episode is actually from January 18 Drake and I uh, he's known as Deadly Doodles Online and Ben well Ben changes his handle every so often so I can't tell you off top but Drake and I visited New York where Ben is uh, doing his masters I don't really know what it is in I'm a terrible friend I'm not afraid to admit that anyways so while in New York we discussed a few different things whether it be comedy friends grad school artists the process of creating um, the Nike work ethic snacks cereals pleasures the brand New York pizza styles music and we also discussed the moment I was told by my doctor I guess that I was fat and I should you know lose weight I thought it was funny it's kind of fucked up but it kind of started this whole thing in my life and I kind of started working out and running and doing stuff that you know made me thin thinner I guess I don't know um and we also had a discussion on what is considered a graphic tee and I think I lost that but we just weren't seeing eye to eye on that anyways um finally got an intro to the podcast which is great it's a funny story more on that later but for now enjoy the episode you are now tuned into the here now podcast so praying for the people of Puerto Rico. Oh my We God. love Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Why is it? And we also love Puerto Rico. 
<laughs> Did he fuck it up and like catch himself or what? I don't know. That was kind of funny. We're opening, <laughs> we're opening the, the episode that way. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. It's it. Fuck it. We're doing it live. We're recording. Okay. Okay. So I don't have to do an intro this time because I'm changing the whole structure of mm-hmm. the podcast nice. and now there's going to be like an intro that I record. Oh, pre-recorded? Pre-recorded. Like, oh, that's smart. Like Adventures in Design. Yeah. yeah. Mark Ricky. I don't know. I, I like, if I've been reading and trying to learn about podcasting and what makes a successful one. Yeah. So, little things like that. Taking feedback and stuff. Sure. So, yeah. Where are we? We are in room 601 at the School of Visual Arts in Chelsea. New York. In New York, yeah. New York, This baby. is awesome. I can't believe we're all here. Oh. Your second time here. Second time here. My first time here. I know. How is it? I love it so far. Yeah? It's, it's, it's like, lot, huh? it's a whirlwind. Yeah. It's a lot. I'm excited to spend more time here, though, so that we can keep, like, seeing more and more of it. Yeah. That's a lot of walking. There's a lot going on here. Yeah. yeah. There's always something going on. It's chaos. The like that show that he just told us about? That shit happens all the time. There's always something to do on It's yeah, super camera. casual. Yeah, it's like, oh, did you hear about this awesome artist? Like, yeah. oh my god, really? Yeah. It's really cool. And that was... Remind me his name again. Alfonso. Alfonso. Yeah. And Al- he... What, what's his, like... I don't. I don't want to say niche, but what's his like lane? Because he does like I saw that he did uh, enamel pins, yeah. and he does. Um, it looked like scenes or like. Yeah, I actually have one of the scenes. Sick. So is he more like tangible like products? Well, he wants to do for his thesis. He's trying to. He's creating his own town that'll be representative of any work he can do because he wants to be able to laterally move. So okay. he has these murals that he's doing, and he's got the pins. He's basically trying to be, you know, multifaceted. Mm-hmm. And that's what his thesis is geared towards, is that Ooh. he can make different kinds of products. He can build an entire campaign. Yeah. And these are tangible goods. Like, the, 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 he has he's, deliverables. He's cool. marketing himself, mm-hmm. basically. And he's creating a thesis that's supposed to be like a focus in one area, but he's saying that his focus is in all areas. Kind of? Versatility. Sure, yeah, so he's a jack of all trades. So sure. he cracked the system. I don't know he cracked it. He cracked it, dude. I'm sure, yeah, he cracked it. Oceans 14. Did you guys see the new Oceans 8? I don't need it. Mm-mm. You don't need it? I don't need it in my life. Why? It's gonna be good. I haven't even seen that, like any of them. You haven't seen any well, of the Oceans? Uh-huh. You're not living. Whoa. Apparently, dog. But they have like Star Seven Cat, like Brad Pitt's in it too. Oh yeah, George yeah. Clooney. Stop right there. Casey no more. Affleck. Really? Was before he was, yeah, when he was just getting yeah, started. Man. Jason Statham. Jason Statham. No, he's not. Yeah. Jason Statham. Statham. I said no, Statham. Not. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Transporter guy. Google it. All right, I don't have internet. I really doubt that. I think so. No, he's not. I'm like eighty-five percent sure. Eighty-five is pretty good. I'm hundred percent sure. Yeah, you're probably right. I fuck up a lot. <laughs> it's Bernie Mac. I'll take credit. He's dead. Dude, RIP Bernie Mac. He gone. Gone too soon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, y'all watching New Dave Chappelle stand up? I haven't yet. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. He addresses everything from his last show being poorly received <laughs> by transsexuals to the president yeah. to all. And then his second show, he 
I think the Pippany or the Birdcage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Does he do two one? Yeah, he did two in one band. Yeah, he was only supposed to do one, but then he did a really intimate set mm-hmm. in some room in LA. Yeah, and he talks about all the all the Harvey Weinstein scandal. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I actually heard that, like, it that the the second set of stand up episodes or shows that he did uh, are more loose are more like casual sets they're as opposed to like sets. polished yeah like, they're not it's almost a conversation yeah he's just shooting the shit so which is really cool yeah but that's what stand up really is yeah that's you know the stadium stand up is different that's hard shit. that's like by definition like the special yeah. because they're like they're recording they're recorded it. and they've already practiced it a, a thousand times on tour and stuff but this other one was like more off the cuff type really thing raw. yeah Okay. So, something for everybody, I guess. Yeah. Now we're. Oh, dude, it's kind of weird. So talk. Sorry, talk to us a little about about your time here at SVA so far. Well, we talked about it in the last little bit, but now I'm like really understanding it because I mean you you can talk about shit all all day, but like you won't really understand it until yeah you kind of see it and meet the people and the characters there. I think it starts off with really the way you get admitted. Yeah. The admission process itself is pretty indicative of what kind of program this is, but they have a basic, like a, a panel of mm-hmm. all your instructors, and they get to choose who gets in the program. And the votes are almost always unanimous. So either all 10 of them vote for you, or no one votes for you, really. Damn. Yeah. And so they pick 20 people. My class is 20 or 19. Mm-hmm. And the it's tiny. It's really intimate. The, the room that we were just upstairs? Yeah. 40 people. 40 people. That's, that was our biz class. Yeah. Think about it. Our biz class started with what, 60? 40. Uh, at the very beginning? No, 60. And we lost uh, a few, but we gained a few. It, it would dwindle and uh, we would get trickles and transfers. Transfers. Transfers especially. But wait, wait, wait. Uh, one thing I want to know is when they critiqued your portfolio, didn't they say you had too many schools? No. Damn it. No, because I didn't have a lot of my schools in there. Too much black and white? They said they you had too said much I was something. A woodcut guy. What does that mean? Oh. I was a print making guy. Right, 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 right. And then they saw all the tattoo stuff. I'm like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> and what that's what I'm still, that's the problem now. It's yeah. Like, where do you want to go with that kind of stuff? Do you think that that's a problem? Like, no. no. So you personally don't think it's a problem, but they kind of do? Well, they're worried because, like, how are you going to make yourself marketable when your product is always inconsistent? Does that make sense? Inconsistent, and, like, inconsistent and, like, quality-wise or, like, style-wise? So, like, if I go to someone who's already have a distinguished... People like having a reliable creative because they'll more or less know what they're going to yeah. Like, so if I go to They're a comfortable parade, with it. Yeah. If I want like a wonky, kind of charming, tattoo-esque, spooky soul, I'm gonna go to Drake because I know he can do it over and over again. I know he can do it in the city. Mm-hmm. If they went to me, they wouldn't know what they would get. Mm-hmm. And that for as an art director that, that carries a bit of a risk. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. At that same time though, I think that that's cool because you're like versatile. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you look at like the works that you just had in your studio, in your little space, for example, you had like some cool watercolor, like Japanese tattoo styled stuff, but you also had 
really more of like that big, what was that, 24 by 36, that was really like watercolor intensive technique yeah. almost. But you also know how to do graphic stuff, like the cranes pieces that you did and the tiger yeah. that you did. And at the end of the day, it's like the mediums are kind of different. Like you know ink, you know woodcut, you know all these different forms of like getting the job done. Yeah. But I don't think like your style is so broad at the end of the day. I think it does kind of like funnel into one like pond. Mm-hmm. Like you like I hope so. you're not drawing like wonky bananas. You're not drawing like wonky skulls. You're like I feel like you have kind of while it's broad, like you do have like a sort of style. Like an underlining kind of Yeah, like an underlying yeah. like whether it's motif or because your mediums do change a lot though. There's this guy, the muralist, his name is Tristan Eaton, and he, the way he collages his work is really interesting because he was able to incorporate completely different aesthetics into like a seamless image mm-hmm. and then put it on a mural, and they look fantastic. Would you say that he's like he's one of your inspirations oh, for that technique? Absolutely. I'm going to bite off of him so hard. <laughs> Not bite off of him, but I'm going to look at his formula Try to de kind of like this is this Deconstruct is a okay. Whoa. Yeah, okay, so, so Ben's showing us an a ref, uh, an example of his artwork right yeah. now and, and yeah. if you haven't seen Tristan Eno's work, or if I don't know if anyone listens to this shit. But you should. Dude, I got a ton of listeners. <laughs> and it's it's cool because he has like that typography in there, yeah. but like But they're two Oh look at that dog in Yeah, there. there's tons of details. It's <clears> just a lot to look at. Oh that's it's sick. really fun. There are these beautiful moments. In each one. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! That's yeah. like a collage. He's doing yeah, all types and of stuff. he kind of so cool. creates like these really just—it's a lot to look at. Yeah, and that's what I like to do. Are these pieces? What's the final medium? Yeah. So he'll paint these on walls. Like, this is a this is aerosol. This is all spray paint. Oh, Holy wow. crap! Yeah, these are really talented. He's sponsored by Montana. Oh, that's what's the <laughs> state of Montana. <laughs> no, Montana <laughs> spray paint. For those who don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, like me. So I, I you mentioned cool. something that I think would be cool to go back to. You mentioned like, oh, I'm gonna bite off him so hard for this next piece, mm-hmm. and on the notes of like, biting and inspiration for maybe those out there who aren't sure how to use inspiration, or maybe who don't know like where that line is that you shouldn't cross between like reference and like copying, for example. I think it'd be cool if you could like speak on like how you might intend to like use him as a reference in like your next piece mm, i think it's pretty impossible to to copy someone's hand mm-hmm. but i think it's really easy to try to empathize with someone and try to think the way they think kind of like the message that they're trying to convey yeah like the hierarchy you know because every image has a hierarchy in some way like composition what do you want to see first yeah what do you uh-huh. want the person to see first mm-hmm. why and if you can kind of reverse engineer it, like you look at someone like Sketchy Tank, for example. Yeah. And you're like, well, why do I look at the, the hands of the image first and then the text around it? I'm talking about the down the demons piece, Yes, right? the classic. Yeah, that's classic like one of his famous it ones, is. I think. Yeah, for Sketchy Tank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you look at it and you're like, well, why does he do it the way he does it? And then you incorporate that thinking into your own process. That's what I think inspiration is for. That's awesome. I think a lot of people, like creators, could benefit from hearing something like that. Speaking on inspiration, I've got a question. 
we got a question because like I I walked I guess I took a tour got a tour of everybody's little space and nook and everybody has different like artwork and different yeah. mediums and stuff like that but like where I guess this is more of a question for yourself because like you can't answer for other people but how do you choose what you want to do to do in terms of like an art piece mm. and like how do you go about like do you gather reference for it because I can't even conceive those ideas that seem that end up being your final product like I, I don't even know where to start for that well I think that this comes with a lot of context do you have like an agenda I mean like do you try like do you sit and think like oh, I want to push this idea and then you think about how you could push this idea or do you start with the idea and figure out how you want to push it uh, it's almost like a what came first the chicken or the egg sort of question you're gonna have to ask me that again I, I mean in a simpler way it's like how do you do what you do like how do you, like how where do you start when you're beginning a new project um okay well i usually what i like to do is i choose a word okay like it, i i stole it from the director of photography for the godfather okay that's it is scorsese no that was a director uh no no, I don't know, but he, what he his method was really cool was because um, he designed all his scenes to to, to to like for storytelling, of course. But there were moments in the you know scene where he felt like he didn't know what to do. He got kind of he kind of hit a wall visually, and so what he would do is he would go back to the word uh, honor. <laughs> so every shot in the film has a little bit of design into it subconsciously but it should be an honorable portrayal of someone okay. usually the dawn right so that's, like, that's why in a lot of his shots in the beginning you know when like you come you come to my my daughter's wedding day whatever he's always lit in like a really dramatic light and yep. position and control and because the word is honor so that's what i do like if i chose so this for this last series that i did with all the ink blot shit, mm -hmm. the word that I chose was free, like just, just free in the sense like it wasn't, it was okay to be murky and it was okay to let the viewers I do a lot of the work. Mm -hmm. That's why I think ink is or the way I like watercolor is pretty interesting is because when you have a lot of murky stuff, it's almost as if the viewer's eye gets to kind of, huh? I wonder where that came from. Yeah. You know, all these shadows they don't make sense but it's cool to follow that line mm -hmm. open to interpretation yeah I choose a word and then if I get stuck as far as composition um, I go back to that word yeah that's interesting so that's what I do but everyone works differently yeah sure it also depends on what you're working for mm -hmm. so like I feel like for I say like a lot for for Drake his images are always self-contained mm -hmm. because they're designed to be on shirts or they're designed to be on almost tattoos or like a sticker or, or stickers, right? So yeah, they're 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 very like die cut per yeah. se. They're self-contained because that's the product that he's making. 
you, you never, I've never seen a composition of Drake's where it incorporated an entire page and it had things bleeding off of it or mm-hmm. leading away or into the page. Yeah. Because he's not doing book covers. Yeah. He's not doing fucking murals. Yeah. So he doesn't need to do that. Same thing goes for uh, you, you know. You don't need to do that. Your aesthetic is going to be self-contained as well to a certain point. Unless yeah. you decided to, you know, overly large, you know, the... What's it called when you have the entire like a full shirt? like a sublimated shirt? Yeah, an yeah. overall print. Yeah, I mean, now that you say that, I think that I've had to learn to bleed shit off the page for my day job. I think most of the designs at work have had to encompass the entire page. Yeah, and I don't like that. Full bleed. Yeah, bleed. I don't really like to go full full send on that. I like to keep it. Full send. <laughs> keep it like centered keep it give it some room around yeah Let it some space yeah I don't know that's the way I like I, I, that's the type of work no, that's that I like that's the way you see that's yeah. for me too I, I think I see that way or all three of us in yeah degree. yeah notice that some, like your latest pieces like the 24 by 30 yeah 8 36 yeah whatever that was you got a lot of white space but it also like helps kind of push your your design your art yeah. a little further just because of how you present it that's pretty cool and it's not like at the end of the day that watercolor wasn't like framed in anything too so yeah. even though it was on just a big white sheet the watercolor like it, it like bled into the white like it's not like a circle on a paper it's like a blob it's, yeah. it's more just abstract and free free yeah that's good are you an artist no. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, just, I just do some deadly doodles, but I'm glad I'm here now. Damn. Uh, <laughs> you sound like, like a wisest fool. Mm. Okay, so can we speak on that? Okay. That was double-proofed. I would love to. <laughs> oh, dude, shout out Goddard. <clears throat> double-proof, the best bread and drinks. He's having so much fun with that. Though. Yeah. I'm so happy. I'm glad he, he finally did it. We all pushed him to do it. I didn't know he was even trying to do that. Oh, did you find out at the Christmas party? You no, know, I mean, I had found out about it previously, but okay. I had never known that he wanted to make a brand about it. He had it. recently... Oh, we saw him in Dallas, and that's when yeah. he, 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 like, yeah. told us about it. So we're talking about another mutual friend of ours his, uh, who started his own little Instagram brand slash journey called Double Proof, and he bakes bread, and he also he makes, makes cocktails. cocktails. Yep. So he's kind of combining those two worlds together, and... Who knows where you could take it? I mean, it's really cool. It's like a foodie. Like Do you a want to make a restaurant or something? I have no idea. He could. It would be a really good bakery and beer kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. craft beers, craft yeah. distilleries. Ooh, craft it could be a bakery in the morning and like after, like, Ooh, I see after like hours. a cocktail place. Yeah. After hours. That's a co- I think that's a solid concept. See? It sounds cool. I told him about it. Oh, did you? Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe one day. Probably not. He works at Pixar right now, though, so that's, yeah. I mean, he's got his hands. He's got a solid gig. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I want to go back to the bay. I, mm, you don't? It just seems fake. It, mm. it is. It's too perfect out there. Dude, perfect. Yeah. Dude, perfect. Yeah. Shout out to Chad. Shout out, Chad. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having so one of the things I'm gonna do with this starting now is like. Not right, but
but kind of have like a breakdown sheet description Smarter. where like I include everybody who we mention. Yep, it's a good idea. There's a lot of place things to mention now. It's a great idea though. It's a good reference though. Totally. Nah, and it gives everyone. It's just like watching a YouTube video and saying, I'll put the link in the description. Yeah. Or if you're literally talking about something like an art piece, you can like pop up the image next to your face while you're talking. Joe Rogan's podcast does really well. Yeah. You see the videos that they're watching. Exactly. I think eventually I'd like to bring a video component to this, but mm. one step at a time. I'm still trying to figure out this podcast RSS feed. You hosting. should figure out what you're trying to say with each podcast. No, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. I, I do have to. This podcast was spur of the moment, and I've been oh, too one? yeah too busy to like. We're just shooting shit about art. Yeah, art and New York and a little update. And when you mentioned like, for example, you're talking about like creativity and like how you kind of start your pieces and stuff. I think talking about things like that can help other creatives who might be listening, who might get creative blocks like really easily because they might not be like trained to push through those walls so when they maybe sit at the table and they're like okay yeah i want to try and draw something they literally can't draw like anything because they're already stuck i just think that you talking about how you get through things like that can help like guide those people how do you do it though like, actually I, mean, I don't know how you do that my inspiration comes from almost everything like music especially like whether it's a song or a lyric that sticks out it's, which is interesting interesting because you mentioned for the pieces that you did like you would pick a word and you right. would use that word kind of like as your fallback if you got stuck in a sense that's what I do but for example the patch on my beanie it like it started off with a phrase yeah. and then from there it's like okay well always glowing forever growing how do I illustrate that what does that look like to me yeah. or similar to the music lyrics it's like okay, I really love this song and this lyric, so like, what do I want to draw to it? How does it make me feel? And I mean, from there, it's just doodling in a sketchbook or doodling like straight into Photoshop, like on a Wacom tablet. See, my thing with you is that that informs your content, but not your aesthetic. Your, your content is derived from the things that you have passion about, like this mm -hmm. reason, right? Mm -hmm. Like you chose a quote. Mm -hmm. But what do you do when you actually sit down and you start the design process? So I'll like the image, the actual image making. I'll have it like I'll I'll start to get ideas for sure, just like in my head immediately of like what I want to draw and. So walk me through this. So you came up with the quote, or you saw so, the quote. So yeah. we're looking at a patch that has a line on the top and a line at the bottom and a flower in the center. Yeah. And I'll, I guess I'll try and link it to, is this on your Instagram? Uh, you can see it on Instagram. Is yep. this on your website? It is not. These patches have been, have been gone for a little while now. But okay. essentially, it's just a 3x3 three three patch, uh, very simple, arced type on the top and bottom. And this flower illustration started in Photoshop. So I'll... I'll do a lot of the drawing hand-drawn mm -hmm. most of the time. If it's not on paper, it'll be straight into like Photoshop on the Wacom, okay. which sometimes fucks me up. Honestly. Wait, so let me ask you this. When you started that design, did you know that it was going to be a circle? Yeah. Okay, so I there did. you go. You had your canvas set. So I knew my canvas. What your first set? Pretty, I mean, yeah. Like I always kind of subconsciously, I'm thinking, what is this going to turn into? Okay. So for example, I just posted a series on Instagram with a bunch of 
words okay. that were flower themed. Oh, bloom, bloom grow, grow, and blossom. And the concept for that was like, oh, I have this flower, which is actually the flower from this patch. So it was almost like I have an asset, so, mm-hmm. but I want to like make something new yeah. with this cool typeface that I found. And so what can I make with that? And from there it's like, oh, well, what if I made pins? So that was it. It's almost like the medium yeah. will dictate how I move after that. Or like you said, I work in containers kind of a lot. So that's almost what it was as well. It's just like, okay, I'm going to stick to a rectangle format. And so these flowers and these words, whether it's grow or bloom or blossom, they'll have that like same theme. Okay. So it's like I'm almost thinking about what's the final format before I kind of... And by format, you mean really just the actual product. product. The actual yeah. product. Like what is it? Is it... And it doesn't even have to always be a product because like there's a lot of doodles that I'll post that are just one-off doodles. Right. It's just a drawing and but it's just a piece of art. You start off thinking, like, what? Well, where was this going? Yeah, like, where is this gonna be? a lot of the things that I make are necessity based. Ninety mm-hmm. percent of what I make is necessity based. Okay. Whereas, like, oh, I have a bunch of shit in my pockets, and it's getting like shoulder bags and fanny packs are in right now. Mm-hmm. So I should make a deadly doodle fanny pack or a deadly doodle shoulder bag, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Or oh, fuck, it's getting cold outside. I should make some new hoodies or. Oh, I'm wearing an Obey bomber jacket all the fucking time. How about I make my own bomber jacket? Uh-huh. Then? So, I don't know. It's, it's different for everyone for sure, but for me, that's that's kind of how I do it. Okay. But back to the image. So you knew that it was about, you wanted a circular composition. Yeah. What did you draw first? Did you draw the flower or did you get line the text first? I had the flower. So the, the, the flower was the first asset in okay. this thing. And I knew that I wanted to like pair it with the quote, which was always glowing, forever growing. And a lot of the times I'll think about band merchandise and kind of like how, how lyrics are represented on t-shirts or patches or accessories. And so it was get the flower in there, figure out a way to break up the type to where it can flesh with that little illustration. Mm-hmm. And it could have been like a rectangular patch yeah. perhaps even, I mean, but I, I liked the way that the always glowing, forever growing kind of like is parallel to one another. And I like just the gaga, the, the double G's, the alliteration. Yeah. And so I thought having like the circle with one up top, one up bottom was just a very simple way to do it too. I mean, it's not a very groundbreaking like composition or anything, but... See, my... Okay, can I be honest with you? Sure, dude. My one thing that I didn't like about that mm-hmm. was... I always got the old forever growing, mm-hmm. but I never got the glowing aspect. Okay. And I, I always felt like, see, if you had made it a rectangular composition, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't question it. Right. Because to me, this mm-hmm. area around the flower is dead space. It is. Like yeah. It, it wasn't utilized in a way where, because that is just room for something beautiful. He totally. Could have, I mean, he could have made that flower just larger, leaves smaller. Yeah, or yeah, then I wouldn't have questioned it. I wouldn't have questioned it at all Mm -hmm. because then this is the center of the totally, totally, yeah, yeah. Like that's the ooh. Mm -hmm. Um, See, when I saw it, I saw flower glowing, growing, and that's all I saw. Oh, because yeah, because see, that's what I'm talking about hierarchy. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what is... What's, what? like, you don't... In, in the sense of guiding the eye, mm-hmm. there's really nothing here that, There's like, guides so your eye in place. Like, which, that's almost, like, my pitfall, almost. Like, I subconsciously always make things really, like, balanced and, like, symmetrical to where it's almost, like, do, what do I look at? Am I looking at the top element, the middle element, or the bottom one? Yeah. Because they're all kind of evenly spaced or distributed. So instead... And it's almost like at that point, it's just one piece. Yeah. It's just one kind of balanced t- token, yeah. per se. But I mean, I agree. Like this, when I see this now, I think, oh, that's that is a lot of white space, and it is a very sort of basic design. And that's the best nothing part of basic. Crew. There's nothing wrong with basic. True, there is nothing wrong with sort of like not. Just, I mean, I'll, I'll say formulaic, but I'll also just say tried and true forms of like if you Google badge design, I mean, you will see all types of designs that would probably make you think yeah. of other brands that you see out in the wild. And so while I, I don't think there's anything wrong with like sticking to a, like a basic type of formula though, learning from like, oh, I always look at the bottom row of type or oh, I always just look at the last two words mm-hmm. helps inform you of decisions to make next time. Because yeah. I agree, like if this was a rectangular, hypothetically two by four patch mm-hmm. or something to where the always glowing but it was maybe like a straight row type and the forever going was the same way. Yeah. It would just function a little differently. Yeah, absolutely. But, but I mean, that's just that's something you're going to have to kind of is come this with. Is this something that you learned or solidified in grad school or is it something that you had already known? Hierarchy? Just, or, but, yeah. Composi- so hierarchy falls under, for me, it's a matter of compositional etiquette okay. in the sense that you want, it's like a, like a full course meal, right? You want some things to sing a little louder so that the, the consumer really gets what you're trying to say. Yeah. Because if you have so many competing components, the viewer or the consumer ultimately doesn't know what, like, what the message is, what the fucking the gut of what you're trying to say is. Yeah. But that being said, it's not like, the way you the way you compose things. It's not what you're doing; it's how you do it, right? So, like mm-hmm. the way you you like. I like how you describe that flower as an asset because mm-hmm. now I see you doing the blossom, mm-hmm. the grow, and the bloom mm-hmm. a thousand times more effective. I don't question anything in that. Right. It's all just very correlation is cut and dry, and I think that's very marketable. Mm-hmm. Thank you, man. Same thing with your. Um, be brave. Be brave. Yeah. That visual metaphor was really cool. See, I was looking at it a different way than you did. And then, uh, so, I guess I got it, what, probably like 60, 70% there. Yeah. And you helped me push it through to the very end. And now that I look at it, I look at it, I was like, wow, like, this is, like, standalone. Like, this looks pretty good. And, it, I mean, you get you made me change, like, two things. Or you suggested I change two things. Yeah. And, like, that helped so much. I think it's important to highlight highlight that comment. (laughs) (laughs) No, and that's crazy. It's crazy because like all this shit that you're saying like is kind of like known and you kind of think of, at least I think Drake and I think about it like unconsciously. Yeah. But you definitely have the biggest art background out of the three of us. You've been doing art since like middle school? Uh, high school. I would say, like the last year of high school is when I kind of took it more seriously. Yeah, I don't. I think that the last art class prior to college was 
like third grade for me. So, I mean, it's just vocabulary. Yeah. Like if you can, that's why I think it's really important for you to actually talk about what you do. Definitely. Because, and the pro- specifically the process, because the way you can improve your workflow is if you know what's going on in your mind. Yeah. And I, and I think that you, I guess, living basically with these new, like true artists in grad school, yeah. it like have taken you like a further level, which is kind of being around the vocabulary, being around the, the thought process, the creative spark. And I mean, you said that they pushed you and they, like you see their work and you're like, ah, damn it, now you have to work harder. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think we all kind of, I think we're all looking for that. Drake is at the footstep of a new endeavor and I'm trying to start something with here now. And I think we're all looking for a community. I know. Community is everything. I, you have mentioned like Ben uh, having his eyes on a Be Brave design. Yeah. And then him kind of being able to like give his two cents and guide you yeah. to where it is now. And like you're happy with it. I think it's just super important to like highlight that, that, I mean, you can work in a vacuum, but I think it's always cool when you can like share your work with your homies and get other eyes on it because everyone has different perspectives and everyone comes from different backgrounds and everyone has different tastes and styles. So, I mean, and you can only get so much better working in a vacuum. Exactly. I I think it it could be detrimental to constantly work in a vacuum and never, ever show anyone your stuff. Yeah. Or at least not to be open to like suggestions and feedback. Yeah. No, absolutely. So so for those of you out there who like work in a vacuum or who are too scared to like get feedback on something, don't be scared, man. Yeah. Just, you know. I mean, even like, even if you start posting online, you kind of develop, like people will follow you. People will start like commenting on your work, whether it be good stuff or bad stuff, or like maybe you'll start a relationship with somebody that also has similar style in design and you'll start like a common uh, conversation between one and the other and you just kind of I think that communities just build by themselves once you start like living in that space yeah I mean I remember when I showed you guys uh, uh, Jordan Jordan Iros guy I was like he's gonna be huge and he only had yes, like, 5,000 that's right shit. and I called it God, you like, fucking did. Where is he at now? He just he's doing stuff for Complex. Yeah. he he freelances for both of those brands yeah. a lot. Yeah. he's got he's probably has over 100k right now. Sheesh. He's doing really well. He blew up last year. Wow, just goes to show like stay dedicated, stay working, perfect your craft, and you never know like where it could take you. I mean, perfecting your craft is what I think got him going. Yeah, for sure. He has such a uh, uh, formula. Yeah. Everyone's got a formula, right? A style thing. Yeah. And I think my opinion on it is that you have these formulas that you carry with you. And the more experience that you have, the more it informs it. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you see Sketchy Tang. Mm -hmm. He's got a formula. Yeah. He knows how to draw. He knows how to draw. Bebis Noir, combine it with illustration. Exactly. Stipple it. Yeah, Black See, and you, know his, you know his formula because you look at his work and you analyze it. Yeah. You look at ICNY, rest in peace. Used to. Yeah. <laughs> and But you would pick it apart. Yeah. You'd analyze it and you say, ooh, I like that. Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. On, the, on the note of ICNY, mm-hmm. 
So I was planning mm-hmm. like future projects, and I'm like, man, nobody makes reflective socks anymore. Oh, yeah. So I started look. I started digging. Started to see how like where I can manufacture these things. So on Alibaba, mm-hmm. I found companies who make who use ICNY product pictures, and oh, they're like, "Ooh, oh. make your reflective socks." Really? Like, how much do I need to change my approach to the product so that I'm not ripping ICNY? I think. What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts on that, point blank. ICNY is dead. Yeah. And Mike Sherman, <laughs> aka the dude who used to run ICNY, is now running a bootleg brand True. named Chinatown Market. See, but I don't want to bootleg the bootlegger. I think that's how you stick the bootlegger at the end of the day. And if he has a problem with that or if anyone has a problem with that, they can fuck off. Personally. I, uh, yeah. That's how I feel. Just personally. Just because of Chinatown and what they stand for. They literally sell bootleg Gucci hoodies. Bootleg. They just put bootleg Ralph Lauren long sleeves on their website yesterday. Like no, I don't keep up. I'm, I think I unfollowed him. I Not would, Mike Sherman, but the brand. The brand Chinatown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So for me, yeah. I, if obviously, I think you should make it your own. Yeah. I think you should like have fun with it and Definitely. be like, you know, like what could a cool here now sock be? And then you know, come up with it and come well with something like that only you could do. Yeah. But on the note of like, hmm. If I were to not change it, you know, like, how would that go down? Man, more power to you. Because the bootlegger needs to get bootlegged. <laughs> what about you, Ben? What are your thoughts? On Mike Sherman? On approaching a situation of such a unique product. But, like, it kind of... I feel like he owns it. Not, like, literally, but, like, the idea of a reflective sock. I think Mike Sherman owns it. He doesn't own shit anymore. No, 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 no. In the sense that he, like, he pioneered it and he almost perfected it. But where is it now? Is It's here now. Hey, see? It's to. here now. That's... But just because you came up with it doesn't mean that you're the best at it. True. I mean, he no longer does it, period. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's... Bring it back. That's the point. I'm yeah. It's dead at this point. And he has moved on. Yeah. He is... He's light years ahead. He's just making bootleg shit with Felix the Cat... And the Pink Panther and Mickey Mouse all hold yeah. hands. Like, yeah, man. that's the shit that he's on right now. And the guy that you really like, B. Bryce Long? Yeah. He's all about that glitch. He is. Right yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see how long that lasts. His... I love the glitch. I've been about the glitch since 2012, baby. Yeah, but it wasn't as big as it was <laughs> now. No. Because it's, now it's on its way out. It's interesting. Um, like, his art is interesting because it combines that kind of glitchiness, mm-hmm. but with... A hand-drawn aesthetic and like pop culture type stuff, yeah. whether it's Mickey Mouse or Pink Panther or even SpongeBob. Yeah. But he'll also throw in like those old like Roman bust s- yeah. sort of stuff, you know, like like true architecture sort yeah. of vibes with that glitchiness. But you had mentioned that like you think he traces, right? I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Okay. I think what he does is this is my interpretation of his formula. He chooses universally recognizable identities mm-hmm. like Roman sculptures or Mickey Mouse, Panther, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. and then he puts it through his own filter which is the blur he, uh-huh. and then just draws it it's a one-two hit combo <laughs> but I don't know how you could and like once he starts putting on shirts and stuff that'll be cool he can sell that mm-hmm. I don't know if he's gonna like change the game I see that you know okay cause he can do it for what two years Everyone will know what you're going to do. 
everyone's mm-hmm. going to pick up on it. Okay, yeah. it's cool. We get it. Uh, on that note, Supreme has been selling the same box logo t-shirt for years and years and They're years. They're not illustrators. They're a brand. Would you say that Bryce Wong is his own brand? He is his own brand, but he's an illustrator. And that's what his brand is based off of, his illustrations. So, if... I mean, if, if kids aren't getting mad that Supreme hasn't changed up their box logo, then, like, could you parallelly say that, like, people wouldn't get mad if, like, Bryson just kept doing his, or if Bryce just kept doing his thing with his well, illustrations? I don't, I don't think that you ever have to change. I think that if people fuck with it enough, like, you can just stay in your lane for as long as you want. I mean, look at Noah. Noah came out, like, in the 90s, and it didn't work, and then he went and the guy, the creator, I forget his name, but he went and did his own thing with another company, and then he's like, you know what, fuck this company, I'm gonna bring back no, and he did, and now it's popping. Same design, same logo, same look. I don't even know what no is. I mean, Betty Gold is like that. Yep. He's, his aesthetic has been the same, same since day one. Nothing's really changed. Yeah, he has different designs and stuff though. <clears throat> like his his style, I guess, hasn't changed. His like. He's able to keep making new stuff that looks slightly different than the last one. Mm-hmm. I think that's where Benny Gold is really interesting because he's able to just keep pushing himself uh-huh. creatively. I don't know how Bryce is going to do that. He's a really talented draftsman. He can draw. Yeah, he has really solid ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, bastardizing these universal images is smart. I don't blame him for doing it. Mm-hmm. But what's next? I th- he works at Nike, I think. Yeah, Ooh, here's the thing about Nike. Nike sucks the life out of you. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah so Nike's like one of, like, was, I feel like, one of, like, my goals to work at. But the more and more I do research and look at, like, designers who go through, go through Nike, their timeline, their work timeline, whether it be, like, website or portfolio or Instagram, like, is, like, badass work. Up until they get the job, they have the congratulations, like not congratulations, but like a fucking made it post, mm-hmm. and then it's just straight up dead. Either dead, like either they just start a family, <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they like lose like their creative, like personal creative side, mm-hmm. because I feel like Nike is just taking all of it. Yeah. And then you know they just no no long. I don't think they have enough time or energy to do pursue like personal projects. Projects, oh. and so I think that. Nike's great, and it will develop the shit out of you, but yeah. you're not going to do anything, anything until you get out of there. Yeah. So. I can see that. I think a lot of that would have to do on like a person-to-person basis, too, though. True. But I think that's also, like, Google, where, like, they don't, like, they make their Google campus, like, yeah. the spot, and, like, you don't ever want to leave, so they, why leave? They what you, and what, yeah, like, you, you can sleep there, you can eat there, it's you like can work out. Exactly. And if you don't leave... Mm-hmm. And if you're on like on site, then what are you gonna do on site? Work. Yeah. And you're not gonna work on personal stuff. You're gonna work on you know the projects that you have. That. That's that Silicon Valley yeah. mentality, though. That's that <clears throat> culture is work yeah. longer, stay at work longer. Yep. And they make it comfortable. So. Yeah. I, I mean. But that's also how you get the best work out of your employees. Yeah. Because they're happy. Because they're not missing anything. But you're, they're still working like dogs. But it just happens to be that they have unlimited cereal. Dude, unlimited Cocoa Pebbles can go a long way. 
Yeah. Wait, what's your, like, is that your number one? Okay, I would say it's like... Over if, everything, like, you have to believe and forget about every other cereal in the world. Man, I, that would have been my answer, probably in, like, eighth grade. And now I'm going to switch that to, like, my end-all be-all is Apple Cinnamon Cheerios. Hmm. What? That's the thing? They're good as fuck, one, and you can eat, like, a box of them and not totally feel like a piece of shit. Versus um, eating, like, a I need box that. of Lucky Charms. I need to feel like a fat piece of shit at the end of it. I mean... I like it. Then they're not for you, because they're kind of, like, whole grainy. Oh, fuck that. Hold up, have you guys had oat milk yet? Oat milk. Nope. Uh-huh. I don't like. Is it anything like oatmeal? No, nothing like it. Hmm. It uh, oat is milk. Oat milk. No, never. It's mm. like soy milk or almond milk, but okay. it's got that really nice. It tastes like cereal milk. Oh. That you know, at the end of mm-hmm. cereal, you got all the sugars. Sugary milk. Little sweetness. Dense, real thick. And you put it in your coffee. Okay. That's great. Oh, it's for your coffee. Or there's a barista edition, and we can get it across the street tomorrow when we come by. I was gonna take y'all to that coffee shop anyway. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, dude. Um, but what, it's awesome. What's your end all be all cereal? Oh wait, 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 wait. How bad is it for you? But your guess? Amazing. Your guess? Real bad? Probably like 200 calories. A cup. Yeah, it's not great. Well, it's not bad because like a regular cup of milk is like 120. Oh, 2%. percent. It's all carbs too, so anyhow, my end all be all for cereal probably. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Could you? Would you be like, nah, fuck it? If I have to choose one, I don't want to choose none. Yeah. Which, that'd be my that was gonna be my answer. Mm. That was gonna be my answer. Me answer because uh, I go through waves. Sometimes I like like raisin bran. Yeah. Oh, and it's like on my like on my old man shit yeah. and then sometimes I like like honey nut Cheerios just that's straight up solid. and sometimes I'm like you know what I want cinnamon toast crunch also and then sometimes what are the ones that look like little pillows with like sugar on them mini wheats yeah frosted shredded mini wheats yeah. yep I like those too. you ever tried the blueberry shredded mini wheats uh-uh. yeah dog I like them a lot it sounds like too much Dude, Sounds like you're adding too much. Like you just, just, just give me the, give me the stuff. The important stuff. P and J's. That bargain life. Huh? Bargain life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the patience for P B and J. What do you mean? Uh do you? What the fuck do you mean? Okay, so in the event, like. Imagine me sit, standing in my kitchen about okay. to make PB and J. Okay. I got my bread out, I got my PB, and I got my J. Yeah. Got one spoon. Why? A spoon, first of all. That's your first fuck up. All right, fine. I got a butter knife with me. Okay. I, like, do I use, do I Get put the jam first? Put the PB on it first, bro. Peanut butter. PB. But then my, my, my knife is all, like, oh, you lick it. But or then scrape then, it on the inside of your thing. I scrape it on the on the other, other piece, side, other side of the bread or other piece of bread. It just feels wrong. No, it doesn't. It feels messy. And then I also will use an extra spoon for the jelly. Dog. Now we're talking two utensils. Two utensils versus. But wait, do you you use plastic? Don't you? No. 
No? no. You, you do dishes? I love... What are you talking about, do I do dishes? Dude, okay. A little backstory here you for the those? listeners. While we were at the Brad house, which were the initials of the people who lived in the house. That's what I got. Kids ben, Ricardo. Austin. You forgot Austin. Austin. Wow. Holy shit. You're a terrible friend. Address. You were a groomsman at his wedding, you asshole. Oh, this God. is the Brit house. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, you never stood foot in the kitchen. I did. To like rinse your coffee cup or your water cup but that you, doesn't count but you never used any of the utensils you use i hold washed on. the dishes that i use yeah i know but you only use plastic and like plastic forks and spoons and knives you know why though so that you didn't because have to clean came from the delivery yeah, yeah but you also told me once you're like i just don't want to clean bro and you know, i was like i get it and that's why i was like oh you use real utensils now well, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Ben's in grad school now. He's an adult. I'm an artist. Adult. Ben's an artist. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, didn't I ask you if you were an artist earlier? Yeah, oh, okay. I will say though, the bandana, as, and I, I really want you to have that bandana for your, your runny nose. It'll help a lot. But um, you have one too, right? Yeah, dude. Take notes, buddy. We can have black ones. So Thriving. Um, it's actually pretty awesome. It's a good investment. Yeah, it is. I, I find myself on the subway sometimes just like... Who you been listening to lately? Music-wise? Mm-hmm. For rap? Yeah, or whatever. whatever. Anyway. Um, when you're making art, you know? Oh, when I'm making art? Oh, like Creedence Clearwater. CCR. Creedence is one? CCR. Oh, is that one person? Yeah. One band. It's a group. Mm-hmm. Classics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like old school. Grateful Dead. Yo, shout out to Grateful Dead. They recently collabed with Pleasures. Really? Yeah, like last month. Yeah, dude, they had a, a pretty big like Pleasures Grateful Dead collaboration collection that dropped. And the, the pieces were really, really dope. They had um, like a gallery showing and a big event for it over in LA, like when it opened up. It looked really cool. Like, ben doesn't seem too excited about it. I'm wondering, what do you mean Grateful Dead though? Like one of their... Like the, like their, like the bears that they have? Is that their thing? The Grateful Dead? Bears? Grateful Dead. Like I know Grateful Dead has a lot of like... The band? The band, yeah. They have a lot of merchandise that has like the skulls. Yeah. And they have like the, the skull with like the head with the circle yeah. and all that type of stuff they use a lot of that imagery in in those pieces oh, okay. so it was very much like pulling from the grateful dead merch imagery that is popular and that has been around for years and years but given that like modern twist being that like pleasures was brought in with it yeah but I yeah, seen yeah that line. i, yeah, I mean it, we, I'll have to show it to you at one point because you might like a piece or two of it but their second guitarist uh-huh. Bob Weir he's like one of the greatest guitar players of all time his daughter is so beautiful where she live? Uh, I'm not sure <laughs> what? where does she she's live though? let's go get babies how old is she? she's like a, she's in college where? she's our age? Monet. Nope, you're old. No, you're not in college anymore, boy. She's roughly our age. She's probably, she's what, 20, 21? She might be 18. No. 
if, if if someone says she's in college, I'm thinking like, all right, cool, she's a junior, maybe she's maybe a senior, she's about to graduate. I I'm when somebody says college, I'm thinking nineteen. Plus this legal. Is, <laughs> she's hanging with John Mayer. Yeah, of course she is, dude. Is that her dad with the yeah, mustache? That's Bob Whoa. Mayer. That's the second guitarist of. Rad. Whoa, look at that mustache. Cool. Dude, that's goals. They used to do LSD and play for hours and parties, and people would ask them why they wouldn't stop. But they apparently had like a telepathic link to one another. Holy like, shit. Really Drugs. This is some Joe Rogan shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. But, yeah. Anyways. Why do you like pleasures? I don't like pleasures that much. He's more of a pleasure guy. I, I, don't, like I don't really like pleasures. I'm okay with them. I don't understand it. I don't hate it. See, it's funny that you say that because they literally post like whatever they want, whether it's a meme or a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio with purple hair on their feed. And literally one of the captions of one of those posts like yesterday or the day before was, don't try to understand what's happening. So it's funny that you're like, I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. Like they're not meant to be like understood. And in my opinion, I so like punk. I, they're very punk like they're super driven by like music they're collaborating with Grateful Dead they've worked with Emo Night which is like a cool organization who does tours of like old punk music and old emo music from the 90s and early 2000s and so they're they're super connected with music and that's why I fuck with them so hard because mm, makes sense now like band merch is why I even do what I do yeah. like I, I was obsessed with Hot Topic when I was fucking 12 and I wanted to work there Instead of being a lifeguard, because I spent all my lifeguard money yeah, on band merch, yeah, and that's how the whole shit got started. It was like, ooh, that all-time low shirt is printed on an anvil, like that's gonna fit my skinny neck perfect. Versus that a day to remember Gildan shirt, that's gonna be shit, or you know, vice versa. Yeah, dude, tell that to 12 year old me. Sixty pounds is bad. Sixty pounds? Yeah, man. Dude, I think I was born sixty pounds. Well, that's a mammoth. That's a mammoth, baby. Nah, I think at twelve. Oof, I think at twelve I was, I was uh, pushing like like one one something. Dog, I was like, I'm talking like one eighty. When you were twelve? Hell yeah, dog. Is that fifth grade? Yeah. Nah. Sixth grade. Uh, like sixth. sixth grade. Yeah. Dog, I was clinically I was obese. 20, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, yes. but. I had to take a physical when I didn't need a physical. I got tricked into taking a physical, but my brother was standing right behind me. I dropped my drawers. They did the, <laughs> mm-hmm. the guy's like, eh, how old are you? I was like, mm. probably like 12 or 13. I can't remember. And then he's like, mm, okay, yeah. And he just kind of shook his head, little Asian man, walked out of the little room, stuck his head back in there. He said, you're fat. Stop eating. No, Close the door. Close the door, walked God. out of there. And that was the pivotal moment. That wow. is a great origin story. Yeah, man. You're fat. How is that not your opening, opening story? Yeah, man. That's rude. That's wow. really rude of the doctor to he say. Changed my life. But yeah, he did change his life. Shout out to that doctor, because boy, Ricardo now running fucking marathons, getting personal records like every other time he runs. Shit's crazy. It's really good, dude. Thanks, dude. Out here looking fit as fuck. Trying to figure it out. It's okay. Thanks, dude. He's like, Thanks for bringing me back down. You know, you have a six pack. I don't know. I don't think I'll have a six pack. I eat too good. Me too. Like all that fucking food. Dude, yeah. We've been we've been in New York for 
Uh, what time is it? It's 8.14. We've been here for about four hours. <laughs> In one hour. Yeah. We had pizza. Twice. What was the other? <laughs> what was Completely it? different pizzas. We had pizza. Yeah. Prince Street pizza. Falafel. Or I'm sorry, shawarma. Shawarma. Shawarma sandwich. Like shawarma, though, right? It was pretty good. It was good size too. Yeah, for seven bucks in New York, though. And then we had pizza again. I gotta say, I think my favorite place out of the three was Prince Street's Pizza. That's a dirty, dirty though. I loved that. That's dirty. Shit. It was also when we were most hungry. Yeah. So maybe that had something to do. And with it was it. also really hot, and it was really cold outside. Yeah, that was, well, was perfect. That shit was delicious. Joe's was hot. You guys. Were it was. Good. Joe's was also very good. Joe's is that quintessential like you gotta have. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta, gotta be fresh. The white pie at Joe's is, which is what I usually get. I usually get a white pie. What's the white pie? It's with ricotta cheese, no marinara sauce. Was that the one on the far, far corner? Maybe. See, Basically, that's what I was pie. looking at. White pizza. Yeah, white pie. It's good. But then the cheese pizza came out like right then instead. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, the, the cheese is a litmus test. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So, you did, you so we need to go back. We could. It was at two. Grab a snapple and a slice of cheese real quick. It's <laughs> bad. Um, well, we could. There's so much. Yeah, I don't know. We could go to that. Um, in Crown Heights, there's a Hasidic Jewish community that does a lot of falafel. It's pretty good. No, I don't fuck with that word. Hasidic Jews? They're the ones that. Falafel. Like, I thought he was talking about falafel. Yeah, that's fine. Nah, yeah. just fucking around. They're good. Well, we talked about pleasures just then. Who are, who's some of like the brands on y'all's list who y'all are like really looking up to and really vibing with lately? Brands? Or yeah. Just identities? Because I don't both. Really How about both? Anymore. I, I think more of artists that I okay, so that's that's also interesting. I would like you to talk more on that, but who are those people that you're looking at? Uh, Tristan Eaton. The guy who I just showed you guys. Yeah, yeah. James Jean, who graduated from James Jean. Shout out James Jean. He's the shit. Yeah, he's awesome. And then this dude called Matt Art. Okay. I just like the way he draws. He's a muralist. They're all pretty large scale guys. Okay. So, artists. Yeah. If we're sticking with three, mm-hmm. which I think is a good number, yeah. we can just keep going on and on about mm-hmm. how many people we like, but I usually look at their work. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Ricardo? Brands, I think that I've been looking at Satisfy Running. Um, They're like a UK brand, and they do, I guess, like workout clothes. And Loop Running Club, I think, in Austin. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're looking at a lot of running attire. Is this a leisure? What? The stuff that you're looking at, these running yeah. clothes? Yeah, yeah. Well, like or running, well, here's, here, mm, Satisfy Running is, like, just like, strictly running mm. gear. Like, singlets and shit. Um, so it's loop, more specialized. Yeah. Loop Running Club is a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. They have, like, their workout stuff, and then they have their casual gear. Okay. Um, I like Outdoor Voices, from like what I've seen you wear, but I haven't worn any of it, and I can't really afford it. I can't afford it either. I got the same for years, dude. Yeah, but I like them, and I like Everlane. But again, I haven't worn any of it, and you're like dressed head to toe on it. I'm only it's sick as fuck, dude. 
Um, good fellow, though. Shout out to Target. At Target. It, they replaced their line. Dude, this sweater is good fellow. Are you serious? And That's from Target? Yeah. That looks great. Target. <laughs> and the pants that I have in my backpack are good fellow, and they fit like spot on. It's the best. And it's portable. How much yeah. the, the sweater? Oh, yeah. 22. The pants? 22. What? And you can buy a button up, like Oxford shirt? 22. Yeah, dude. I've been looking at getting more Dickies. The A74s. The pants? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, are they like straight leg? Yes. Yeah, I can't wear straight leg, dude. Why? I got a little skinny bitch legs. Oh. What's wrong? So, what do you need? Like a tapered? A tapered. Yeah. So, the slim ones that. Slim fit? Yeah, the good one. Well, slim Chino. Okay, I'm skinny. And I've got a small frame, but I can't really fit into slim clothing. Because you're too thick? I guess. So I have to wear like an athletic taper or an athletic straight where it's kind of like a little wider in the hip uh-huh. and then it tapers down. Do you ever yeah. dry your pants? Nope. That's why. What? Because if you dry your pants, they'll get tighter. Well, yeah. That's what he's saying. And I don't so if you want to dry, dry straight leg. I've dry, no, 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 no. I've dried my straight leg in hopes that they'd fit better. And they, and they do. One time. Oh. And then they kind of like break down. And they like, they like cuff my knee kind of cool. But like. I always dry my pants. After that, they don't fit no more. They're too big. Second my shit. I also like have no butt. So they just, they just don't. Yeah, dude, built for speed. I gotta shed all that weight, weight reduction. That booty. That's why I don't have toenails. Literally. What about you? Uh, probably. I think pleasures makes the top three. Literally, just because I'm impressed with like how they handle their content Uh on social media. I think it's very admirable of them to have a mix of content that is both quote-unquote shit posts but also like really nice product pics of what they do and like really nicely done like model photography sure i think it's like for me i'm a little bit too like perfect in the way i want to have my shit curated Mm -hmm. so while i could use my instagram stories to like have sort of shit posts and like whether it's just a, a album artwork of a song i'm listening to or something I would rather post that on a story rather than feed. Mm-hmm. And I also just love how music incorporated they are. I think that like it shines, it like it truly shines in their work. But I mean, there's pieces that they drop where it's like, eh, it might not be the coolest thing that I've thought they put out or, and that's with anyone like, yeah, you know, no one knocks it out of the park 100% of the time per se. Yeah. But I think they definitely make my top three for that regard alone. Um, Virgil? Dude, Virgil. I mean, what I just. Who do you want to be? <clears throat> I like the way he sits, but like, I'm trying to be my own version of Virgil. Like, yeah. I want to be Drake, but do a lot of the shit that Virgil does. Yeah. And okay. like, he he uh he had a really cool like Paris Fashion Week show, and he invited out Bobby Ben from the Hundreds. <laughs> oh. He inv- like they all showed up. They all went to That's his show. So cool. It's amazing. And it, the coolest thing about Bobby from, we're talking about the hundreds, Bobby hundreds, is that he's still doing what he does under the hundreds and he's still having fun with it. And he's still putting out collabs with Animaniacs because like that's the shit that he wanted to do 10 or 15 years ago. And now that he can do that, that's tight. But he's also willing to like go to the fashion show that Virgil's hosting. 
and he's also willing to like shout out Chinatown Market because he understands that they're on the come up or shout out pleasures and work with these people at Complex Con to like bring in this newer generation and not just be like this old head with this Adam Bond logo and yeah. be like uh uh-uh, uh like you can't sit with us cause we're OGs and you're some young guy on some whatever shit like Supreme yeah Supreme's not like that Supreme's not changing for shit though but they don't need to because no one goes to them for advice true, true. Supreme is like too cool for anything <laughs> and everyone like there's it's, it's insane so I would yeah Virgil I guess Virgil and what he's doing with Off-White like, Sketchy Tank is always gonna be like the legend and the, the, the like OG guy who's like even then I don't necessarily own all of his stuff or like buy everything that he puts out but he's the one person probably in our scene that I like familiarize myself most with and the person who I, whose work I saw was like whoa shit this guy's literally just doing what I'm doing but he's really really good at it so if I practice and I try and do this shit for real, like maybe I'd be a half as far as he did. And it's just worked out to where like he went to Austin and he did like a pop-up thing. Yeah. Like you could like meet him and we could chop it up on Instagram from time to time. And it's like a lot of people say like you don't want to meet your heroes or you don't want to meet your idols, which I think there is truth to that. I think that in a sense that like sometimes you could have like a really idolized and like optimistic view of like someone you look up to but then maybe when you meet them they're actually like a douchebag or something yeah and sketchy is one of those people that's like not the case yeah he's super just like chill and cool I mean I'm sure like we could all just like talk with him about tattoos and beer and shit like that yeah you go sit down would you would you ever have like a drink with Mike if the opportunity arose or something Mike Sherman yeah dude fuck no I would you would? See, that's what I was asking him. He seems I was like, like a guy I could shoot the shit with. Okay. I don't know if I would like like him. Dude, you that was a hard fuck no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was your, also your very was like, <laughs> Is it just because of like the I don't talk to him about art. I talk to him about business. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the context of the conversation I assumed was just illustration or drawing. Yeah. I want to talk to him shit about that. Yeah. What would you so you would want to talk to him about business? I think he's uh, Exceptionally talented marketer. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that. that's his bread and butter. Interesting. I don't think his images are anything out of the ordinary. Right. There's nothing particularly special or visually interesting about it that where I haven't seen it done before. Too. Yeah. Sure. But the way he presents it and the way he presents his image, mm-hmm. the no fucks given attitude that he's able to portray through his social media. Yeah. That's really special. Do you think he's gonna get fucked one day from all this bootlegging? If anything, when I talked to him about it, it got him more exposure. And the companies that saw that they were, he was ripping off of them came up to him and said, okay, we like what you're doing. Let's just work with us. Just make it legit. Like IKEA? With Virgil? Disney? Disney, yeah. The Disney shit. I mean, it's... It's so crazy. That's weird. So yeah, go go copy. Go bootleg, I guess. Because that's how you end up getting the jobs. Just why it's an A's age, you have to do something stupid bold. To catch attention. I can see that. I was gonna draw a baby getting fucked by a dog. Whoa. But what does it mean? Whoa. There's no way. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about it, man. You fucking don't try and dog. understand it. Exactly. It's one of those things, man. Like, you can Ooh, is that the true definition of baby back bitch? Ooh. 
Wow. Holy shit, dude. Oh my gosh. Kind of came like full circle. That's crazy. Yeah. Holy shit. That'd be dope though. Oh, okay, so I don't know. Maybe like a baby without the head. Awesome shit for sure. Whoa, that's on me. Yo, dude, I thought that was a car. Whoa, dude, nice belt. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. Amazon, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's like some dude. It could just say off white on it like that. Dude, stop it. Fuck you. It's like uh, what do you call it? Not necessarily industrial design. Like it's it's functional, but. Every it's like ready made. Is it actually tactical? Mm, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Put, like, got, it's pretty like a knife yeah. thing and like a I don't have my knife with me, but I usually holster and stuff. It's okay, Greg. His got confiscated today. Where? At the airport. I was a goober. What kind of, what, what kind of knife was it? Was it a, a pocket knife. Was it a nice one? It was one my dad gave me for Christmas. It had a lot of them. I had a lot of emotional sentimental value to it. Did but I fucked up. By what did like, you do with it? They took it. They confiscated it. The TSA got confiscated. How are you going to get it back? It's gone. Like, he confiscated And then we flew to New York to come here. It was, it's, it's, it's my bad. I, I should have known that, like, duh, dude, you can't walk into an airport with a pocket knife, I guess. I thought you guys were going to check in somewhere. No, we didn't check in any bags. We fly light. Damn, I'm sorry about that. It's okay, bro, bro. It's okay. I'm actually fine. No way you can't fly. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. That one would have gotten confiscated too. No, well, I, what happened to me was I brought coffee with me on one of my flights back to Houston. Yeah. I was high as fuck. And I forgot my coffee in the bag. So I went through security and they found, they opened it up and like, what is all this shit? Dude. And I was like, oh, it's coffee. I'm so sorry. Wait, is it coffee grinds? No, it's coffee. Like, it was legit coffee oh. and algae. Oh, and the algae. Yeah, I see. Was like, and then one of the guards said, like, you just tell him to drink it. He's like, no, I can't. So he had to walk my ass all the way back out. Okay. Getting in the fucking line. Dude, so when I came here for work, uh, on my way back to Dallas, I had filled up my water bottle. Yeah. My, like, performance water bottle, and I threw it in my bag, and I forgot. You totally forget it, right? And I threw it <laughs> through security, and they, like, pulled me off to the side, and I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. And then they're like, well, what's this? Uh-huh. And I was like, it's a water bottle. And they're like, we're going to throw it away. And I was like, but it's a forty dollar bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, well, you could either like, they didn't even offer to like, can I like? They, they didn't say I could drink it. They said I have to either throw it away, like the water, or throw away the bottle. And so I had to get out of line, yeah. run around, throw it in the sink, and then get back in line. Yeah, that's what I have to do. Stupid. It was really annoying. And airports, airports, man, fucking brutal to get through nowadays. That's kind of fucked though that the guy who confiscated like your shit at first was like, dude, just like make him drink it. Because <laughs> what's that? Like that's kind of fucked. No, it's not. If you looking for me, looking out for me. Yeah, because you don't. He was oh, here's another thing. So I, I bought oh, coffee at I Starbucks, and I got a venti cold brew, black. Listen, but they added shit to it, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like I, I got like a black one, and she she looked at it, and she's like, oh okay, sorry. She just untops it pours it down the sink and then this guy goes I gasped because here's what happened and everybody stared at him dude the the man was making Ricky's coffee we're watching him we're like okay that's probably Ricky's and then he tops it off beautifully with like what I can imagine is sweet cream to complement the cold brew I don't fuck with that and Ricky's like oh that's not mine like I didn't want that I'm a purist she closes it brings it up Ricardo 
And he's like, fuck, this is like, that's not what I wanted. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, yo, he's about to like, he's getting that one for free. They're going to make him a new one. I'll get that one maybe, who knows? And she just dumps it all. You fucked up. You should have gotten it first and looked at it and been like, oh, this isn't. Yeah, I did. I grabbed it and I said, I got a, like a black. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, okay. And she like. She took it from you. Yeah. She she gestured. She right, like, yeah, 1v1 sort of thing. And then she just dumps it all. And I was like, and so the same way that this guy was trying to save my coffee Uh that I didn't want, that second security guy was trying to save your coffee. I guess. That was a bit of a stretch. Yeah. We can go with it. Fuck it. It's your podcast. Try to connect with you. What are we doing, by the way? 112. Oh. Ready to wrap this up? Yeah. Any I last mean, thoughts? I don't know. New York? It's cool. Uh, we didn't really go through your process, but we can always talk about, I mean. Well, tell us I don't really have a process. While he was talking, like, a, that's like 40 minutes ago. But while he was talking about his process, I was thinking about my process. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't really have one. No, you do. You just don't know how to articulate it. Mm-mm. You definitely. Nah, so how'd you do the coordinates? How'd you do the Texas design with the H and it? How'd you do the B break? Yeah. Well, are we gonna go through my entire lineup here? You don't just give examples. Pick one. No, pick one. No, no, no. I'll pick two, and you, if you tell me that there are no similarities in your logic between the two images, you're a fucking liar. You deserve to be a designer. That's what it is. All right, let's do it. Here we go. So let's talk about the most recent one you did. Be brave. Be brave. And. One that's halfway between the starting point of here now, not the not the GPS logo one, but the HN. So HN Texas. HN the hat that you have. The logo. Mark. The logo. The new logo that you have. A midpoint between those two. Ah uh, shit! You're right. What? You're fucking right. It was just something that I continuously like repeated in my head, and it's like, oh, I guess I should do something with this. So it's kind of like a. So then I wrote it down, and then I just let it sit for a while, until I was like, "Oh, okay, like this is what it's gonna be." So do you start off with content or image? Content. Okay. So you, how do you? So if there's something, what is your content based off of? I guess personal, like not personal in the sense that like they're my thoughts, and like I don't want to like like express them. Sure. But just the fact that like these are things like my thoughts. And it's like, oh, like, like for example, like the be brave phrase was really relevant because I, at the time, I bought my girlfriend a like a bracelet that said be brave on it, and I was like, oh, that's cool. What? And then I was talking to this guy, and he was talking about like this new endeavor he was gonna be chasing, and how he was kind of like hesitant about it. And I was like, ah, in my head, I didn't say it. I was like, ah, dude, be brave. And Why then, like, tell her to be brave to date you. No, no, no. She had just graduated <laughs> be brave, college. Be brave, date me. <laughs> she was just graduated college, and I was like, "You're going into the oh, workforce." Oh, that's cute. Like you're pursuing your blog and shit. Okay. Be brave. And so, so it was the gift plus this guy's new endeavor plus okay, so it's your personal experience. That's where you get plus my marathon training. Like you get yeah. So, what was another piece that you did? Well, the HN. Logo, the new branding, I mean, okay. it's the same thing. What here about now. the Here Now Athletics crew? There you go. Uh, that is more about, like, the plan for the company that I want to, like, 
shape the company, the brand into a community, which goes back to like the beginning thought of. Okay, so the content of that was based off of your desire to make a community. Exactly. Which is also from a personal experience. Kind of thing. Yep. Okay, so then you have your content nailed in at this point, and now you decide to create the image or the graphic. Yep. Where do you start? Do you start thinking, okay, what do I want this to be on? Like Drake does? Or do you think this could be a sticker? So No, I think I, you know. I think I try to think of everything as an individual brand. You mean product or Brand. No brand, so, so each that one is completely aesthetically different. So that out, so that it could stand alone, mm-hmm. and so that it could be used in any medium. Okay. So I okay. can so I can make it a sticker. I can make it a poster. I can make it a Instagram like so throwaway. So you almost make it like an asset where you can exactly. laterally move it across platform. Yeah, and make it fit okay. Tetris style with the with like. That's very interesting. Okay. But then aesthetically, I mean, that's the, that's the function. Yeah, aesthetically, I don't really have anything. I think that's my biggest downfall. I'm, I'm still trying to find, like, where here now lives in terms of, like, aesthetic. I mean, you have a typeface that you, like, fall back on frequently. Like, you kind of have a brand style, I well, think, at this point. I think that the brand style is, tends to be athletic. But I've gone through, like four or five different fonts. Hmm. I'm one, either they're serifs or sans serifs, and that's like everything. I mean, your aesthetic to begin with is pretty minimalist. Yeah, yeah. from the outside looking in, I, I mean, I get the, the minimal sporty vibes, italicized type, comparable to like Adidas yeah. type stuff, New Balance. Yeah. You're almost on that weird, you're not so much even a designer at this point. It's almost as if because of the athleisure component mm-hmm. in your product that your product was very dependent on the actual functionality of it. Exactly. So it's for you to, for I guess for me to ask you how you design your images isn't as big of a deal. Mm-hmm. It's more of just the, like what it can do. Yeah, and then and like at points I have I not ideas but like. Um, hopes to create like some sort of like graphic tee but then I think about like what I like and what I wear and like I don't wear graphic tees anymore and I don't really like graphic tees anymore what would you call the HN Texas shirt is that not a graphic long sleeve tee wait long sleeve tee yeah the the one with the big Texas on the back None have the big Texas. I have one with a you big H on the front. Yeah. Okay, and then the. That's and see, not that mm, I don't know if it would be. Define graffiti. A design, like a like a art piece. Like an image. Yeah. Or like some sort of. Yeah. In my opinion, all the t-shirts that's you have released are graphic tees, except for your performance shirt. I. Th- why not? That one has the same formula. It's, a, it's like literally the material. If we're talking about functionality, mm-hmm. that is like a running shirt. Yeah, but I also work out in all of my clothes. I've gone so running in all in graphic of my clothes. Tees. I don't know if they're graphic tees. It's a t-shirt, bro, bro, with a graphic on it. But it's the brand. So? All right, personal definitions aside. But what's, I mean, like, what is, like, what's a graphic tee, though? Like, this, this is kind of interesting. 
Like, what would you consider a graphic tee? Like, what is it? Tell me. Like, I'm curious. Something that's not the brand. Something that's not the brand. Okay. Mm. To me. So a Nike swoosh shirt is not a graphic tee either. Mm-mm. But in the catalog, they'll say Nike swoosh graphic tee. Does it? Yeah. Well, I don't know. So I assume that a graphic is just in any definition. Of it. It's a def- it's a really broad definition for image. Totally. It's about as broad as you can get. He's coming from. Yeah. Which I understand it's totally. Sense. It's about as broad as you can get. You're coming from though is that a graphic is more of a illustration. illustration. Yep. Not so much. A mark. Yeah. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah that's just what it is. There's just different varying levels of definitions. Yeah. Now that we have butt hurt about boys, I'm not. I'm just gotta, literally trying to. I wasn't. I'm literally what trying to. What the fuck is a graphic tee? Yeah, I was. I mean, I was saying like, what the fuck is it, man? My answer is what what it was, and I kept saying it, and he kept wanting a different answer, and I couldn't give him a different no, answer. No, you're saying unbranded illustration is a graphic tee, basically. Not even unbranded. What about the Nike swoosh on a T-shirt? That's not a graphic tee, though. To me, it's not, but apparently, by definition, it is. So I think that we, just, I think that yeah, my that's, definition that's has been important. skewed over the years, and Which that's why there's a disconnect. I'm interested. It's interesting. Like if it was a Nike shirt with like a tiger, you'd be like, oh, that's okay. So yeah, it's hold on, it's just a graphic because that's his brand. I don't think so. That's his logo. You're fucking lying, man. No, I don't think so. This is a graphic sweater. That's a graphic. Hoodie. Yeah, but that's his logo. That's what. There's a. Yes, yeah, so like, I'm, I'm obviously wrong. It's just interesting. <laughs> it, no, it's, just, it's interesting though. No, like I'm obviously fucking wrong. No, I'm wrong, but that's just what I believe. No, I, I you know what I'm saying. I, 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 I do get it. I get it though. I get. I understand it now, which is all that matters. Got it. Okay. Hmm. I hate graphic tees. Just kidding. No. I would say that's all you do. You make them too, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude, I do. Ooh. Yeah, I do. I just apparently. What about um, Cardo punch Drake? Will Drake leave the room in tears? Find out next time. Oh, <laughs> um, here now, podcast. Dude, DBZ collabed with who was that? Adidas. Stupid. Last week. Oh, dude, I have a I have a cause and Snoopy. <gasps> the black one. The, the Uniqlo. It's a <gasps> very cool. Just tight. Yeah, my mom got it for me because oh. she saw that I freaked out about it. I was like, Charles, call, call us with the SVA. Call us with the SVA. See, <laughs> I can do it. Did you watch his blueprint? No. His complex I blueprint? I didn't know you did that. Yeah. I th- he's older Did you watch it? No. Right, he's like 40 now? He's up there. Early 30s. Oh, he's ancient. He's like late 30s. I think he's probably like mid 30s. Mid 20s. He's ancient. He should be at the top of his game. <laughs> he is at the top of his game, I think. He's only going up. Mid-30s is when you are, I think. Peaking? Yeah. That's what I've been noticing about Peaking or plateauing? That's when people notice you the most. Okay. Virgil's like 37. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Nevermade. He's like... Bold. Yeah. Bobby. Shepard Fairy. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. We're just some young snappers. I don't know any (laughs) famous people that are our age. Um, That are visual creatives. Mike Sherman, maybe. Shane from Midnight Studios. Yeah. Fuck that guy though. Bryce. Is he our age? Yeah. Oh wow. That's tight. That's motivating though. I mean. Yeah. He's good. But it, it it's also cool because it's like when you do realize how old some of these legends are, and like, it's like the, tw- the twice as old. In due time, 
Like, a lot of these guys have 10 years on this. Yeah. That's a decade Oof. of grinding. They deserve it. That's a lot. They deserve better. it. You sick something for 10 years that this uh, that is this industry? You deserve it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You should become a master at that point. Yeah. But, anyways. Wanna wrap it up? Who's calling you? My cousin. Can I, can I pick up? No, nah, you don't know him. I but he still, he still couldn't pick that. No, no. Pick up the phone. I'll give him a call back. I'll give him a call back. Don't worry about it. He's going to listen to this and he's going to know that you fucking... He doesn't listen to this. He might, though, once he hears he was on the podcast. Ooh. You didn't answer the phone. I could have been famous. I could have been on a podcast. Nah. All right. Any, any last words, thoughts, comments? Ben, thanks for your... Allowing us to fuck up New York with you for the weekend. What? Crashing your place. That's the best part. Super excited to see the city for the weekend. Yep. Good food. Whose feet smell so bad. I think we all have our shoes on. Someone's feet smells terrible. I haven't moved, so it's not me. I hope it's not me. Is it me? Wait, what what type of smell is it? It's a pungent. I haven't smelled it in months. My feet smell like weed, though. Nice. It's not like uh it's sour. Not like Tylenol like cream, is it? No. Like like All right, muscle lake. Wrap it up, dude, wrap it up. Do we have any last thoughts? No, I'm excited to, to see New York with y'all this weekend and yeah, it was a plug, fun it was a fun time. You wanna plug your brand? Go follow Deadly Doodles at Deadly Doodles on Instagram, Twitters, Tumblers, new merch coming out soon, floral series on the way. Be on the lookout for collabs in twenty eighteen. Cactus Studio. Yo. Maybe. Alluded to that. Yeah. Okay. Ben? Retails. No. (laughs) No. No. Got it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) No. No.